What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Today, I have a very special guest, a very special guest to me. You know, I've mentioned him a few times on my podcast, so I thought it would be fun to bring my husband, my better half, just to review the last episode of the real housewives of new jersey so mark come and say hi hey everybody glad to be here (laughs) (laughs) so mark can you tell us how long have you been a fan of new jersey well um you know i i my wife is probably the bigger bigger fan i would say (laughs) uh you know sometimes over the years i'd I'd, i I would uh rather have been watching maybe some sports but uh you know sometimes uh i'm on the couch watching uh with the wifey so uh obviously i see the ins and outs of uh you know of uh the housewives of new jersey as well as some other franchises So are you trying to say that you're watching the show because of me? Pretty much. <laughs> so, okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, you know, I watch a lot of the other franchises, but for some reason, Jersey, it seems like it connects with us both a little bit more. So why do you think you like, uh, out of all of the other franchises, Jer- Jersey the, the most? Well, I mean, you know, just like the the name of the the podcast, uh, you know, Housewives Relatable, I just find that uh, of all the the different franchises, you know, Jersey just happens to be, uh, you know, the franchise that, that, you know, just clicks. Uh, It's just a lot more relatable uh, just because of a lot of the family dynamics, uh, a lot of the arguments between family members. You know, it's it's just right up everyone's alley, I find. You know, everyone's able to at least pick one character, you know, within that particular franchise that they can kind of, you know, they can see themselves as that person. So, you know, there's pretty much a a role for for every individual, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, the family drama. So yeah, essentially, that's the that that that's the main reason I would say that, um, you know, I, I. I'm drawn more to uh, the the Jersey franchise, I would say, the most. Yeah, I agree. I would say that most people, like, it's relatable to most people because everyone has a little bit of a family situation or a little bit of family drama. So, yeah, that's, for me, I think, like, I could see myself a little bit more, um, like, I could see more of the Jersey housewives, um, like, you know, when it comes to to me and my family situations or even like um some other people that are close to us friends and things like i think it's definitely more relatable right for sure for sure i mean um since the beginning uh this particular franchise has done a really great job at uh you know showcasing um the entire family you know everybody from uh you know the the grandpa to the grandma uh you know you have all the family dynamics between brothers and sisters as well as their significant others so i i just really think that you know when it comes to um you know all the drama uh, i think that it really hits home because it's just something that a lot of people 
you know go through with their with their own family yeah so, yeah. yeah and um also the jersey cast they're mostly italian well i'm now now we have jennifer who's turkish right yeah and we also have um like a few cast members that are jewish and um I think that they blend pretty much, like pretty well with the rest of the cast, like as far as like culture goes, right? It's very family oriented. Like I tell my listeners all the time that I'm Caribbean, so that's a little bit different. But when it comes to the family aspect, there's a lot of things that are the same. Uh, how does it connect with you? Because, well, I mean, my parents are po both uh, Portuguese immigrants, and. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people, uh, they say that Italians and Portuguese are very similar in a lot of ways. And, you know, we are. Obviously, we're different in a lot of ways as well. But uh, just that European kind of mindset, uh, the European kind of background, a lot of the things uh, are very, very similar. Uh, you know, a lot of the family dynamics as far as the patriarchal kind of uh, setup in the family, uh, husbands, wives, there's just the dynamic between the two, uh, especially when you kind of take a look and compare a lot of the old school mentalities versus maybe some of the new school mentalities that we see on the show. So it's interesting to see, you know, how those, you know, two clash sometimes. And, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Right, right. So... The last episode opens up basically with Teresa and Louie by the pool. Uh, they're having a little bit of fun there. And then, boom, they start talking about what happened last night. Because if you remember, the previous episode, it was a boys' night. All the guys, they had a boys' night. They went to the bar, Frank Catania, um, Joe Gorga, um, Joe Benigno. Um, the new, the new guys. I'm not quite sure what their names are. Like, I think it's Fuda, Fuda, his last name, and Cabral, and then um, Jackie's husband Evan was there, and um, Bill, obviously, uh, Jennifer's husband, and then a little bit later on, uh, Louis showed up. Louis showed up to boys' night. The guys had a rounds of shots, and then Joe Gorga exploded at boys' night because basically he was mad that Melissa's family, like her mom and her two sisters, did not receive an invitation to Teresa's wedding. So uh, what do you think about that? What's your perspective about that? Do you think that Joe should have invited, um, uh, not Joe, I'm sorry, that Teresa should have invited Melissa's family to the wedding? Definitely, definitely. I, 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 without, no hesitation. <laughs> without a doubt, I would, without a doubt, I thought that that was uh, a mistake on, uh, on Teresa's part. Um, you know, I think there was a point where uh, Joe was kind of uh, maybe talking about it before Louis actually came into the picture. And, uh, you know, he was explaining to uh, the other men, um, he was explaining the situation, the whole family situation. And, uh, you know, I heard, I think it was uh, one of the new guys, Fuda, I think he, he was like, uh, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Or I, and I think there, there was also one, the other new guy said something about family. You know, you can't do that to family. So, I mean, 
you know, I, I'm, a, I'm along the same lines as far as, you know, my mindset. You know, I understand that Teresa, she has her reasons. And uh, I think in the whole kind of argument that Louie and Joe had, I think Louie, he, he, he did give an explanation of, you know, what those reasons were. Um, but in the end, you know, I still believe that she should have overcome her anger uh, and I think that she should have uh, she should have decided to do the right thing. I think that um, I think that that was a, a definite low blow. Um, I think it's in the next episode that you know one of her daughters is talking and she's saying, "Man, this is you know this is a, a, a very bold move that we're making. You know, this is p possibly something where we're maybe never going to talk to these people ever again." So, I mean, you can definitely see. Uh, even from uh, the the children, what kind of uh, what kind of waves this is causing? So I, you know, again, I I truly think that it was a mistake. Um, but as Louis said, he tried. I'm not exactly sure how much he tried. Uh, but you know, it is what it is at this point. Yes. Well, I'm kind of glad that you're saying like you're not sure how much Louis tried because. When he came in to Boys Night, he was basically saying to Joe, yes, you know, Teresa didn't invite them. There's a lot of past bullshit there. And, you know, it's true. I'm saying, like, just from the stuff that we've seen online in the past, right? Not necessarily on the show, but in the past, there has been some back and forth on social media coming for, from, like, Melissa's camp. But um, at the same time, um, those are people that, you know, have been in Teresa's life for a long time. And we did see them film at some point. And we did see that Teresa and Donna Marco, which is Melissa's mom, have somewhat of a connection um, because, you know, she's she's cried on her shoulders over her mom passing. And she said, I know I know you, you love my mom. And, you know, we've seen her out with Melissa's sisters sometimes, you know, just having like, an event or for Joe's birthday or Melissa's birthday. So even though there was a lot of past bullshit in the past, I thought that they had turned a corner. So to me, it just made more sense that she should have invited them, right? But what do you think of Joe Gorga calling Louie basically not a man? He actually used the word. He says, you're not a man, you're a pussy, and you should be embarrassed for you know letting your wife your future wife go through with it right not inviting my family if you were a real man they would have been invited like he's basically implying that louis does not have i don't like to say the word control but is not in charge of that relationship am i am i correct in my assessment you think or? yeah i you know I, I i do believe uh he was trying to kind of make him feel that way Right. He was trying to make him feel that way. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure Joe's plan, you know, worked uh, because, uh, you know, Louis seemed to uh, he really seemed to calm the situation in the end. And um, even though I think he understood Joe's standpoint and he understood his anger, you know, I truly believe uh, that he uh, that he really did diffuse the situation. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he did diffuse the situation for a little bit. And then after you see in the next segment, he's talking to Teresa. And then he says to her, like he basically admits that, yeah, you know what? Your brother is probably a little bit right about that. Maybe you should have invited them. Like that's kind of like the feeling that I that I got from him, like saying that to Teresa. I was like, you know, just because of the respect between the parents, they should have been invited to the wedding. Or at least that's how he feels, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the end, it's uh, it's a respect thing when it comes to, uh, you know, the family. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of things in Joe and Melissa's mind, a lot of things that they have, you know, done for uh, both uh, Teresa and the girls as well as, you know, the family. Uh, I, I think that they've uh, it hasn't it maybe showed everything that they've done on the actual show, you know. But fr from the stuff that they've been talking lately, it sounds like they were they were there for them, and now, you know, they're expecting just uh, you know the due respect that they think the family deserves, right? I mean, you know, um, Teresa was with Joe Giudice for a long time and they went through their ups and downs and they've also gone through their ups and downs with uh, with Melissa and Joe as well but uh, I think honestly I think that something like this is is really frowned upon um, you know it's seen as a, a disrespect and I think that that's ultimately why Joe has had the reaction that he's had yeah, like he seems to be a little bit different. And I've said that on my previous episodes. I've said that Joe seems like he has completely checked out of the building. Like nor normally he's this like happy-go-lucky type of guy. But this season, like we're four episodes in and it just seems like there's this dark cloud hanging over his head. He just get like Joe is not showing up to her 50th birthday. He's not showing up to like her love bubble party, uh, housewarming party. There's like a lot of things that Joe doesn't want to show up at lately, right? So I think that it's definitely bothering him. And another thing that I wanted to talk about, because I just want to clear that up a little, or I, I would like for someone to clear that up because there's something I definitely not understand. I don't understand. Because Teresa was, um, I think she was doing an interview and um, like a nightcap interview, and she basically said that her brother, on her three-episode special, Teresa checks in. So basically, when Teresa went away to prison, uh, they did like a three-episode series where where she would be like basically calling in and checking on the girls, and you know something about Juju dies, his life without Teresa, and you know how's a single parent basically raising those girls. Um, so on that show, on that special, you see that Joe, Gorga, and Melissa are talking about um, wanting to visit Teresa in jail, right? And they keep on saying, well, we haven't been approved. You know, we asked her to put us on the list, but we, we're not on the list. And then it seems like it's taking like a ridiculous amount of time uh, I think she was already six or seven months into her s prison sentence, and those guys had not even gone to see her, right? So eventually, they go to Teresa's house, and they're having supper 
with Joe Judice and I think with um, uh, Papa Gorga, I can't remember, but they were definitely having supper at the Judices. And uh, Melissa brought up in front of Gia, she said, oh, Joe has finally been approved to go see Teresa, but I haven't been approved yet. And then, you know, to which Gia responded, well, you know, it's a long process. It's a long process. You know, it's a long process, basically. So finally, Joe goes and he visits Teresa. But Teresa, yesterday in her interview, she said that her brother only came to see her once in prison and that he received, you know, that he was paid to do it because the cameras were there, right? Mm. I'm, I'm a little bit confused by that because if he wasn't on the list or if he was not put on the list by his sister for six, seven months, how, how is that his fault? I mean, chances are the window of time that she went away for and then how long it took him to actually get approved. There was probably only a, a small window for, for him to to even go visit her, I would, I would think, the, the way that you just broke it down. Yeah, well, like, you know, I know that it is a process, but from what other people have said, um, it doesn't take usually six, six, seven months to get on the list. It's basically if the person wants to see you and if you're clear to go, you don't have a criminal background or things like that, you know what I mean? It, it should be fairly easy to get in, right? So it seems like when the, when the camera started rolling for that special, Joe had not been approved to go and see his sister. He was not on the list. So I'm just wondering if this is like real drama, like what they said on, on, on that episode, like, you know what I mean? If, if it's produced drama or if it's real, if it's real, was he always on the list and just never visited his sister? Or did it really take a long time for him to get on the list? And therefore, that's the reason why he only came to visit her once. Right? Does that no, make I sense? I get you. I get you. But anyways. I, 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 I honestly don't think we'll ever know. I think that it's it's maybe just something that, uh, you know, Teresa's just using now as, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, like something to kind of paint the picture that they you know they didn't care right they right. didn't they didn't really give them that that kind of support mm -hmm. you know through their their rough days and rough times right so that's what it seems like anyways yeah yeah well it is a little bit sad because you know obviously everyone knows that i'm a big teresa fan uh, but at the same time, like I said, it's not because I am a fan that I cannot see the other sides as well. And what I'm wondering is just like, let's say those guys, Joe and Melissa, let's say they just did it for the cameras, right? That they just visited Teresa when the cameras were ro rolling or that they just took care of the girls when the cameras were there. What I'm saying is we do see them go to their shore house together and having some f family time we do see melissa kind of like talk to gia and says whatever you need you know like i'm here for you and they go on a spa day and something like that so you know even if let, let's say their intentions wasn't like the most pure according to Teresa, they were still somewhat there yeah right yeah like right or wrong whatever the intentions were it seems like you know like the way that i feel sometimes i feel like joe and melissa maybe they want too much credit and teresa is not giving them any credit at all so 
you know it does seem that way <laughs> like they should meet in the middle and some credit should be given like somewhat right well at least enough credit that you invite you know these family members who have been you know essentially part of your family for quite some time you know you at least include them in your thoughts for such an important function right right anyway so um in the episode like last episode there's another thing like there seems to be a lot of chatter about uh dolores's new man paulie and uh what do you think of paulie by the way I you know what i like paulie i i think uh you know i've i've never really uh i th i've never really um i never really thought that uh dolores would actually make her way to uh to this new type of relationship i thought that for a long time she was maybe uh, maybe I, I, maybe it was her experience with uh, with Frank. Obviously, from from what she has said on the show, uh, you know her turmoil with Frank is is essentially what led her to uh, this type of lifestyle. Uh, but I, I think I, I'm happy for her, and I think that she's finally uh, she's finally found a a real man, a man that's going to you know take charge and uh you know um you know be a leader and um you know really you know give her the love that uh that she needs and you know i think that she's really starting to understand that uh this is what she was looking for right right you know i can't be mad at dolores for finally picking a man who wants to put her first right uh and i've said that multiple times um, and, and, you know, I have nothing against Frank Catania. I like him as a cast member on the show, but their relationship to me never made sense. It never made sense in the context that, you know what, this is your ex-husband, uh, the kids are older now, you don't really need him as much, you know, like, I guess he fulfilled his duty as a father, right? And you kept the family, like, somewhat, like, functional, but the whole like codependency on Frank, like to do stuff like around the house or, you know, we need to have family meetings and your feelings need to be taken into account and that kind of stuff. I never really understood that dynamic because I always felt, and mind you, I'm saying that and I like Frank on the show. So it's not a personal attack on Frank, but I've always felt like he was, you know, having his cake and eating it too, right? At the end of the day, he did Dolores wrong a long time ago. Obviously, she got she got over it, right? And they divorced and they maintained somewhat of a friendship. But more and more, Dolores is starting to kind of like unveil what their marriage was like for the short time that they were married together. She said on the last episode, Frank was actually a shit husband to me. So you know what that means. And for me, I have a lot of respect for women that raise their their kids alone because as you know i you know i'm the product of like a single mom as well you know M my parents were married and then when my parents divorced my dad just never looked back right so i can appreciate a strong woman that keeps it together and works multiple jobs you know to put food on the table and to be there for her kids and provide right but i never felt like although they had this 
dynamic on the show and like to the point where fans would go and say why don't you go back to frank you guys have such a beautiful chemistry you know why don't you go back to him and i was always like why why should she go back to this man who treated her wrong right that doesn't make any sense to me it's kind of just like just because we have a friendship on tv and because we're good now it doesn't mean that you have to go back to the very thing that hurt you right but for the longest time it seems like frank was comfortable with that right he doesn't really have to commit to dolores but he knows he can just walk in into her home and ask for a plate of food and everything's gonna be okay and then he can just go out and just date women and not really have to grow up is that fair yeah i'm not i'm not sure it is yeah i i for i agree i mean for a long time, I think Frank was just getting, uh, you know, the the better, better, uh, the better, uh, better, the yeah, the better, the, the better situation. You know, he was. Uh, I like Frank too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider him, uh, you know, a malicious person. I, I mean, obviously, he did. He did her wrong, and he did some uh, terrible things in his uh, early age. Uh, when he was a younger, uh, I mean, we hear about all his escapades, uh, you know, on the show. Um, obviously, him and the boys like to make light of that stuff, you know. But they're at a different game. Uh, they're at a different stage in their life. Uh, the kids are grown. I, you know, I think it, it, you know, for Frank to be a mature. Um, individual i think the the best route for him to take is just to you know loosen the reins and to really just allow um dolores you know to have you know her her time in the sun you know i think you know frank he's got his girlfriend and, and you know i just think that now it's dolores's time she's obviously found somebody that has a different kind of mindset and a different perspective on on the relationship. How do you how do you think it transpires? Like you know, you just said Frank has a girlfriend. Her name is Brittany. I think we've seen her once or twice on the show. She doesn't really talk much. She just kind of like sits there in the background. But we know that that's his girlfriend, Brittany. And I believe she's much younger than he is as well. Um, so when you hear a person like Frank say to the men i miss my relationship with dolores you know i put my feelings aside to make dolores happy but i miss her and you could really see like i don't know if this is produced drama or or if this is for real but let's let's just pretend for the purpose of charity that this is for real right that he does yeah. in fact miss dolores do you think that that's how do you think his girlfriend sitting at home his 34 year old girlfriend sitting at home is receiving that right like the fact that her man the man that she's with not married to but that the man that she's with is saying on a, a, a national tv show that he misses his ex-wife and the relationship that he has with her do you think and i just would like to have your perspective as a man on this do you think that a woman with the life experience um like someone like dolores or someone like Teresa or someone like um 
Margaret, you know what I mean, a more seasoned or experienced woman. Do you think they would put up with something like that? Do you think they would put up with with that? Do you think a woman would like to hear something like that? that well, you're a talking woman about with more you're, life experience. So you're talking about Frank's Frank's girlfriend if she uh, if if those women were in her position. No, I don't think that they would uh I don't think that they would allow it. Um you know, and again, I mean that's sometimes the dynamic that o an older gentleman and a a younger girl sometimes they're not necessarily making a a big deal sometimes about those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um do you think that sometimes men tend to take women that are much younger so they don't have to grow up? Well, I mean, it, it definitely probably psychologically keeps you young to a certain extent, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I can't really, I, I mean, I can't really, uh, I, I can't really comment on exactly why, um, you know, young, uh, young girls you know go with guys that are older but I could definitely say that guys that sometimes look for girls not only uh, is it uh, you know living a young man's life kind of mentality but it's also about potentially molding the the woman a little bit into you know the type of uh, partner or mate that they're specifically looking for I think that that's sometimes what it's about as well yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, you know, in that episode as well, since we're talking about the whole, you know, male versus female dynamic and all of that, um, I love Jennifer on the show. I think she's great. I say it all the time. I think she's a form formidable cast member. Um, but lately, it seems like she's not always, like, not only fighting with the ladies, but she seems to be fighting with Bill quite a bit, too. Right, it, like I see a little bit of a difference in Jennifer in the way that, you know, she used to talk to her husband like the first season that she was on, and now she seems to be a little bit more, you know, combative with Bill. And the thing is, I love Jennifer and Bill's marriage on TV. Like, obviously, I don't spend any time with them. I don't know what it's like behind closed doors, but what we're fed on our TV screen. I like, I like their dynamic. I find that they're a beautiful couple together. I love their traditional values, but I'm seeing a little bit of a shift, right? Like, do you see that as well? It's an accumulation, uh, you know, over uh, the last couple of seasons, you can see, you know, with a lot of Jennifer's uh, tequila uh, incidents um, and a lot of her behavior when it comes to kind of, you know, being combative and, you know, starting the drama a little bit with some of the other cast members. Um, I think that Bill has been extremely patient. Mm -hmm. I think that he um, he's definitely using a lot of tact when it comes to, you know, how he decides to react. Um, and I think that the accumulation over over time is is maybe starting to get to him a bit, you know. And and I think that that's why this season you're starting to see a little bit of friction. Well, you see, you know, I'm, I'm especially like not in the last episode. Well, we still need to see the the end of that at the bubble, 
uh, house bubble, love bubble, house warm, har war warming party, I'm sorry. But um, there was um, an episode where Jennifer was arguing with Dolores and then her husband was pulling her away from the situation and saying, okay, okay, basically calm down. And I think she snapped at him a little bit, like in front of the ladies, right? Uh, I can't really remember what she said. I think she said something like, oh, leave me alone. Like, don't tell me to, to, to calm down, you know, like uh, whatever. Like, basically, I'm going I'm to do whatever the heck I want, right? But he's still, like, pulling her away towards the car. And then in the car, she tells him, like, I need you to kind of stick up for me instead of just going against me. So I see Jennifer's point, but at the same time, I was thinking, oh, man, I wish she wasn't, like, arguing with Bill. I wish she would just kind of, like, you know, let him take the lead on that and just say, okay, wifey, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to get into a crazy argument here. You know, I'm not, tr I'm not trying, I'm not looking for all of our social interactions to be an argument, you know, or a fight, right? So what, what do you think it does, uh, like, to a man um, when he's trying to basically, you know, regain control over a situation and just, like, tell his wife, okay, I just don't want you to act like a fool, so let's go. It's just better that we part right now. And his wife is basically, like, not budging. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. That's all I can say. It's embarrassing. I like we understand that she has her reasons and I'm sure Bill understands that uh, you know there are obviously uh, situations where you know she's getting mad at these other cast members. But I truly believe that, uh, you know, she's coming pretty aggressively these days. Uh, and she is starting off with this season on a very aggressive note. And I truly, I, I, do, I do understand that she, she's upset and that her reasons for being upset are potentially valid. Um, looking at it from a man's perspective, uh, from a husband's perspective, um, you know, a lot of these men, a lot of the times they just want to have a, a, a night out without the drama and without the conflict, uh, which for Bill doesn't seem like it's, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem to be, like, struggling a little bit, like, communication-wise, right? Like, she, she wants him to stick up for her more, which is fair because, you know, as a wife, you do want to feel supported by your husband. But at the same time, I understand that Bill is not looking for every social interactions or situations to be a conflict, right? Yeah. I mean, no, no man is. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's also like a, a doctor and he's part of like, you know, a lot of like different communities and i'm sure he's seen as a role model as well so to him it's like yeah i know my wife is on a reality show but at the same time i don't want my image to be tinted you know as a respectable person in this society kind of kind of thing yeah i mean it's kind of a joke at this point but even one of the things that he did was he put uh, a little bit of a uh, uh a restriction on the amount of tequila she could uh, drink over the last <laughs> couple of seasons. You know, I've seen that a few times, him telling her, you know, 
just the one or oh i see you're going into number two or three danger zone right mm -hmm. we we've known and seen where that can lead us right. so you know i understand where he's coming from um when it comes to that kind of stuff um no man wants to go to every single outing and you know have to you know no man wants to have to deal with this constant drama and conflict but it seems like this is just uh, dr aiden's world at this point yeah it's a housewife world <laughs> okay so the love bubble party housewarming love bubble party so I have a few things that I want to ask you about that because um, just, you know, backtracking to the first scene, you see Teresa picking up the phone. Well, she's prompted by Louis to call her brother, right, and see if he wants to make peace, right? Yeah. Um, Louis is actually the one who writes down on a piece of paper, say this, say that, ask him this, ask him that. Um, and Teresa seems to just follow his lead and she's just like, okay, you know, like, I'm glad he said, I love you. He said, he's not sure if he's going to come to the party. Um, I guess Joe Gorga gives it some thought and then decides to not go to the love bubble housewarming party. And basically Melissa, Melissa has to attend that party alone walking into the lion's den basically you know like her relationship at this point with Teresa is not great uh they've made I guess peace a little bit right at the mozzarella party um but at that point when she's walking into that party it's on the tail of you know knowing that her parents like her mom and her sisters have not even received an invite to Teresa's wedding. And on top of that, she knows her husband is mad about it. And on top of that, she knows that her husband is not even coming to the party with her. So she's really walking into the lion's den by herself, right? Yeah. So everyone's there, all the ladies are showing up, and then Teresa's like, my brother's not coming. He says that to, she says that to Gia and to, who was there at that point? I think it was M Melania, right? Yeah. And, you know, before the guest arrived, she said, Joe's not coming. Gia seems to be taking it well. You know, she kind of makes a little bit of a face and is like, okay, fine, no problem. And then Melania says what she has to say. But finally, when Melissa walks into the party, it seems a little bit awkward between her and Teresa. You know what? One thing that I've noticed between, um, like, over the years, not just that party, but one thing that I've noticed between Melissa and Teresa over the years, when they are in the same room together at a party, whether it's at Melissa's house or at Ter Teresa's house or, like, each other's events or any events for that matter, they never seem to interact much with each other, right? Like, Teresa has her people that she talks to in the room and Melissa has her people that she talks to in the room. But when there's a fight that involves Teresa, or if there's a fight that involves Melissa, the sister-in-laws expect to be backed up by one another, right? Yeah. But the, the entire time that they're in the room, they don't seem to have much interaction at all, right? For sure. Yeah, I always thought that I was a little bit interesting. But anyways, Melissa walks in, in, into the party, 
And then she says hi to all of the ladies, and then eventually she decides that she wants to go and get a drink. And then she sees her nieces, um, Gia and Gabriella. And Gabriella, I must say, is her goddaughter, right? And I have to say, although I'm a big Teresa's fan, that scene, like I've seen a whole bunch of memes online where people are saying, the face that you make when you hate your nieces, the face that you you make when you have hate in your heart. I don't know if I'm seeing things differently, but for the first time in, you know, 13, like 11, 12 years that Melissa has been on, I've seen her being crushed by that interaction. It was awkward. Yeah, it was definitely a sad moment. It was sad. Yeah, you could definitely see it affected her. You could um, you could see in her face that she's having a hard time kind of holding it all in and composing herself for the cameras. And you could see later on that she has an even harder time kind of just being on camera because she gets completely off of camera and pretty much runs away into the washroom to cry. I truly believe that that, that, that moment, uh, I'm not... 100% sure, but it definitely looks very real. Me too. I feel like that was a real moment. I, I don't feel that moment was produced. I think Melissa, when I looked at it, and I looked at it many times, when she's looking at Gia and Gabriella, you could tell that they're struggling to even have a conversation. Like Melissa's trying to get it out of them. Hey, what have you, what have you girls been up to? I, f I feel like I haven't seen you girls. And then it's just like, oh, yeah well i'm gonna go study i'm not staying yeah i miss them like there's not like they're not giving her much and it's like actually like painful i'm just like someone please leave leave because we can't take it anymore this is really heavy we can feel the the thickness right the thickness in the air like between them to me the 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 girls just seem kind of desensitized to the whole situation um you know they don't really know what to do or how to act um, obviously the relationship has uh, been broken and it's it's definitely a, a different relationship than I think the, than when they were young yeah uh, but um, you know those girls have heard a lot you know and they hear about uh, you know the negative aspects of this this uh, this conflict, so they're exposed to it, and you know I would assume that that's the reason why they that's just an awkward moment. Yeah, it was definitely uncomfortable. And then after that, you know, they made a speech, like you know, basically Melissa says, "Okay, I'm gonna go and grab a drink now," and they're like, "Okay, bye, go grab a drink," and then they leave. And then Louis decides to make a speech with Teresa, thank everybody for coming. And basically, let every letting everyone know how special they are to them. And then at that point, Teresa decides to say, "You guys are our chosen family, right?" And there was a lot of chatter on social media about the fact that she said "chosen family." And you know, I've heard her explanation about it um, when she gave that nightcap interview and you know like it, it it all makes sense right like i don't think that she was necessarily malicious when she said that however um 
um, Melissa felt some sort of way about the part, like about the word, like you guys are our chosen family, knowing that Joe was in there. Obviously, Teresa was expecting for her brother to be there. He decided not to show up. He was invited, right? So if he would have come, it, you know, she would have she made the same speech and said, you guys are our chosen family, right? She's not going to change her speech because he did not attend. He was it's invited. Just, it's just very ironic. But it was just an awkward moment. And right? ironic. And ironic yeah. at that point, too. And, um, yeah, Margaret, you know, obviously she, she commented on that and said that, you know, it was not the nicest thing to say. But I, I did feel like the crowd received it kind of, weird too yeah, a little bit like they were not laughing about it it seemed like i don't know if that was just like the editing but it seemed like people were just like oh, oh. yeah there you was know, kind like of a did, gasp yeah like did she really say that yeah, right there was kind of a gasp but you know what um when it comes to um the speeches i mean this is not the first time Teresa has omitted somebody right Right. Yeah. She has. She has a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she has a. Uh, she definitely has snubbed a few people over the years. Oh, I. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a. This is. This has occurred multiple times. Right. In the past, where she's gotten up and done a speech, and people weren't happy. Someone yeah. wasn't happy. Right. Intentional. Or not. Who knows? Yeah. And 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 do you think that I think it was Louis screaming, "We love you, Joe!" Like in the background. Do you think I, that that was? You know, I thought it, it was Doctor Aiden that said that okay. because they cut and it's we a don't quick, see who says it's it. It's a quick edit, right? I I'm we not don't a, even know if he said it at that. I'm moment, not exactly right? yeah. sure because they right. cut to Doctor Aiden right after it said, and then they cut right to Louis right, right. after. Yeah, it's not so something it, that was said in the moment. It's just like from a from the auditory maybe. tone mm -hmm. and from from the voice itself. I at first thought it was maybe the doctor making a little bit of a snub kind of comment during the speech. Right. But it could be it could have been Louis as well. But if it is Louie, it's a little bit of an odd kind of statement to make mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, he himself is part of the turmoil on why Joe's not, not there in the first place, right? right? So it's kind of like I get, I get that he misses him um, in that moment, but I'm thinking maybe that's like a little bit of a nervous kind of um, tick from his conscience, like... It's a little bit of a guilty kind of tick that's making him say that in the in the speech. Yeah, it could you know? be it could be seen as him saying like, since Joe is not there, we need to let him know that we love him too, so he does not feel forgotten. Well, that's exactly it, what I mean. But it's... it could also be seen as a jab, like to kind of highlight your absence too, and just say, yeah, by the way, we love you too, right? Even yeah. though you're not here, so it could be taken either way, right? I guess yeah. we'll never know, but we could always speculate. Anyways, I'm really, really excited for next episode. I can't wait. In the snippet, we see that Jennifer's having a sit down with Melissa, talking about Margaret. It's the maybe it's gonna be the fall of the Marge. I can't wait to see it. Who knows? Um, that's all I have, guys. Thank you so much, honey, for <laughs> doing this episode with me. And until next time, love you all. Ciao. Bye.